the spendthrift trust in cryptocurrency. You're going to love this one, I tell you right now. Before I get into it, I have to go over and give you this disclaimer that I am not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal tax and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. So who am I? Well, my name is Don Thornton. I'm a 20-year real estate investor. I've had over 3,000 flips. I'm one of the leading short sale experts in the country. If you Google me, you can see Don the short sale guy. I'm all over the place. And I also own this trust. My company, HB Funding Inc., my real estate investing company, has had an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau since 2004. If you can believe this, 3,000-plus homeowners in foreclosure I've helped and not a single complaint in almost 20 years. So let's talk now more about crypto and what you're going to learn today. And I'm going to give you a warning. This information will blow your mind, I'm telling you right now. So what's our agenda? I'm going to explain to you what this trust is. I'm going to talk about how it has a special relationship with IRS Code 643B, which gives all these amazing tax elimination, legal tax elimination strategies and um, asset protection, why your crypto is going to be protected like no other uh, uh, strategy out there. And finally, what your next step is going to be. So let's talk about this trust. This is a non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary spendthrift trust. Every single one of these words is crucial to be able to be compliant with IRS Code 643 to be able to give you all of that, all of that uh, legal tax reduction that we all want. So let's talk about it briefly, uh, which what these mean, non-grantor. It basically means that you cannot be the trustee and be the one that sets the trust up. You have to have a third party. Someone that creates a trust and most importantly uses their social security number to get the trust EIN number. Now that what's going to happen is that person is going to create the trust, name you the trustee, and then resign. That's it. Okay, that's important. Uh, it's an irrevocable trust. That most that, that what that means is that the assets have to be sold irrevocably to the trust. In other words, you can't use the trust as a holding pin to you know transfer things in and out. It has to become a trust asset. OK, trust property, trust asset. That's that's the most important thing to remember about that it is a complex trust. And this is really important to qualify for RS code 643B because uh, by it being a having a complex provision, it means that the trust is not required to distribute money to the beneficiaries. And I will get into that later in this presentation. But that is crucial. Finally, or not semi-finally, it's a discretionary trust, which means that you as trustee will have 100% control of the trust. And again, I'll get this into this a little bit later with IRS Code 643, but you are authorized to declare any of the passive income coming into your trust as uh, an extraordinary dividend. And we'll get into more of that later. And then finally, it has a spendthrift provision. So it's a spendthrift trust which gives you as close to 100% lawsuit proof asset protection as is available. No court turnover orders, no asset seizures. And usually, you know, even if it gets as far as an, a lawsuit, because let's face it, you can't stop someone from filing a lawsuit. But when this gets in front of the judge and the judge is made aware that this is a lawsuit, excuse me, a trust with a spendthrift provision, then, you know, it's probably going to be uh, dismissed at that point. So uh, let's talk about the benefits 
of this amazing trust? Well, first of all, any passive income that's coming into the trust is non-taxable. It is not a taxable event. And I will get into that shortly, why that's so with IRS Code 643, but that's the first benefit. The second one is, is that there's no capital gains taxes with this trust. As, and I'll get into that again as well uh, a little bit later here. But in short, it means that if you have an asset that's trust property and you sell it and the money comes back into the trust, it is not going to be a capital gains tax event for the trust. And if you use this trust in concert with a company that you're running a business from that is generating active business income, you can convert a huge amount of that passive active income into passive income for the trust. It's going to lower the taxable income in the in the business entity's uh, bank account, and it's also going to make, uh, move a substantial amount of that into the trust where it's passive income. It will be a non-taxable event, and of course, we have amazing asset protection. Okay, so you might be wondering yourself, wow, how, how, you know this? That's a lot you're giving me here. You know, how can this all be legal? Well, as I've said. This trust is 100% compliant with IRS code 643. And I'm going to read right from 643 when it talks about capital gains and losses. We're going to talk about capital gains first. It says here, this is from the tax code, IRS code 643B. It says that gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets shall be excluded to the extent that such gains are allocated to corpus and are not a, pay, credited, or required to be distributed to any beneficiary during the taxable year. For our purposes, that's all that, that's all that matters for this trust. And that's let's just reiterate here that the gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets are excluded, okay? So allocated to the trust and not paid or required to be paid to, to beneficiaries. So you're saying, what does the corpus mean? Well, it means that's the trust itself, so the money that's in the bank account. So you're not going to spend it on yourself. You're not going to distribute it. It's going to it's it goes into the corpus, the trust, the trust bank account. All right. So as I you know, just to review, I told you previously that this trust is a has a complex provision, meaning that it's not required to distribute to beneficiaries. So if we go back to the tax code, you can see that you no, know, we are in compliance because the money goes into the corpus, corpus of the trust. And it is not required to be distributed to any beneficiary during the taxable year. Okay, those are the key things here. So what, what I'm trying to tell you here is that capital gains from selling your crypto is not, repeat, not a taxable event. So what does that mean? It means you never again have to worry about capital gains taxes when you're deciding what investment strategies you want to follow. It is off the table. Pretty mind-blowing, huh? Well, let's talk about passive income now in IRS could, uh, talk about six, IRS code 643. Now, uh, for purposes only really, for, for purposes only of subpart B relating to trust, which distribute, distribute current income only, there shall be excluded those items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary acting in good faith does not pay or credit to any beneficiary by reasons of his determination that such dividends are allocable to corpus under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law. So just so you know, fiduciary means you, you're the trustee, you know, you control the trust. That means you're the fiduciary. You're the one that's going to make that decision. You de will declare all passive income that comes into the trust to be an extraordinary dividend. Okay, so let's going to review here. It says, shall not be considered income. 
Okay, so if it's not tax, if it's not income, it's not taxable. Again, says here that there shall be excluded items of gross income, excluded, okay, constitute an extraordinary dividend. So you're going to declare that to be all that passive income is going to declare an extraordinary dividend. And because you're going to say that it's, you know, that you, you, you as a trustee are going to allocate all of that income to the corpus, to the trust itself. And it's not going to be distributed. It's not required to be distributed by the trust governing instrument. Okay. So what types of passive income are there with crypto? I mean, full disclosure, this is probably not an exhaustive list. I'm not really deep into crypto. I know how to help you guys, you know, avoid tax, legally avoid the taxes on crypto, but I'm not an expert. Okay, I don't have any crypto. I just know this tool is amazing for crypto. But obviously, some of the things out there, you can do proof of stake, staking, interest-bearing digital asset accounts. You can um, cloud mining, uh, yield farming, lightning nodes, affiliate nodes, master nodes. I mean, you have forks and airdrops, Sun Exchange in South Africa. You know, there's a lot of you know, crypto games. There's a lot of stuff going on now where you can um, you can have these nodes that are tied to to um, uh, what's we're looking for commodities, things like that. So lots of there's lots of passive income out there that you can use with crypto. And the nice thing is, is I just showed you because this trust is with is compliant with IRS code 643B. Any passive income that's coming into the trust from from any kind of crypto thing that you, you're investing in, that's not going to be a taxable event. So let's show you how that works. So you're gonna if you have an account with any company that you're going to get passive income from, then you want to make the trust the account holder. All right. So it's not going to be you. It's not going to be an LLC, for example, or a corporation. You want the trust to be the account holder. Okay. Even if, if, if very rarely, but sometimes they, they will not allow a trust to be uh, the account holder. That's fine too. You can still work this with the trust. We can show you about that a little bit later. Uh, the second thing is, is that all the money is going to go directly into your trust bank account and it's going to be tied to your trust EIN number. That's the biggest thing. Okay. So the trust are made, the deposits are made directly into the trust bank account. And then at the end of the year, when all you know, when you do your when you when the trust has its 1041 tax return, you are going to declare all of that income that came in passively to be an extraordinary dividend, which means that it's not going to be a taxable event. All right. Let's talk now about the asset protection. So we already talked about this a little bit in the spendthrift provision, but literally, I mean, you're talking about your crypto being protected in a titanium vault of asset protection. And here's another thing about this. Remember, it's going to be owned by the trust. You have a you kind of hundred percent control the crypto in your trust, but you don't own it, so they can't come after you personally for anything because the trust owns it. You're just a trustee, all right. So how does that work? How do you get it into the crypto? Well, you it's a private sale. You do a bill of sale that stays only in your trust book. It's not made public. It's in your trust book if you need it, right? So. You price in the bill of sale, you price your crypto on the original acquisition price, not what it's worth now. And the reason why it's done that way is because you do not want to trigger a capital gains tax event. You don't want the trust to make a profit. You don't want to make a profit, excuse me, a profit selling your crypto to the trust. All right. And so every sale has to have some kind of consideration. So in this case, the trust is going to give you a demand note in lieu of cash. It's basically like an IOU. It's like a return of capital. You can withdraw this money tax-free 
from the trust whenever you want, as long as the trust has enough money in the account to cover it. And as I told you, we talked about this earlier, the spin-through provision, that is what gives you the best asset protection that there's out there. As long as you avoid any fraudulent or criminal activity, your assets cannot be seized if they are in this trust. Uh, you, want, you want an example? I'll give you a really famous example. Remember this guy, okay, Mr. O.J. Simpson of Naked Gun Fan. And I think he was, a, I think he was in football too. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway. The guy had two, he lost two wrongful death lawsuits. There's around 70 million in judgments against him from the estate of Nicole Brown Simpson and the Goldmans. All this time, high-powered lawyers going after it, and it's pretty much not been touched. And why is that? Because he had the foresight before he allegedly killed those two people that he put his assets, he sold his assets into a trust, not maybe not this trust, but a trust where they spend for a provision. And that's why they haven't been able to get them. So if they can't get OJ's, you know, uh, assets, I think you can see that as long as you're not, you know, doing criminal or fraudulent activity, they're not going to be able to touch yours either. That should make you feel good. So I hate to say OJ is a positive role model in this, but he is. So what's your next step? Okay. You need to decide if you're tired of paying taxes, capital gains, taxes, you know, short-term capital gains on investments, you decide, you know, if you're fine with paying the taxes you're currently paying or might pay in the future uh, you know, with future investments, then, then don't do anything, okay? But if you are tired of that and you want to do something different, then you need to decide to take action. And the action I want you to take right now is to schedule a strategy call with me. And to do that, all you have to do is go to, you know, go down to the link in this video um, down in the description below, and you will see, um, you know, my calendar link. That may, sometimes I have my phone number there. There's a, there's probably going to be a website that you can go to. The main thing is, is to reach out, take action, you know, and we need to get on the phone and we can talk about how I can help you with this. I want to thank you for watching this video, and I look forward to working with you in the future.